Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's that time again. Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. We're here every week to talk about uh, this, that, and anything in sports. And again, uh, you can also, uh, again, email us. We'd love to respond. Uh, uh, we get a lot of emails talking, hey, stay out of politics, get into politics, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of people have strong opinions on that. Well, I'm politically oriented. Art, when he's with us, uh, is also very politically oriented. So you can email us at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right. Do you think I'm going to open talking about the Super Bowl? We'd be wrong. Um, today, of course, trading deadline in the uh, uh, moribund NBA. And uh, so here's the question for you Laker fans. Who goes first, Vogel or Russell Westbrook? My guess is Vogel because uh, they don't know him anywhere near as much as they're going to know Russell. And uh, they couldn't deal Russell. So, um, um, again, it was LeBron's choice. But, you know, what's going on here is that LeBron's got a strong opinion on things. And he says, uh, I want uh, Russell Westbrook. And he tells Jeannie. And then Jeannie tells uh, people in the upper echelon uh, of management. And uh, then they make the deal and they give up too much for Russell. And again, I'm the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. He's definitely a first vote Hall of Famer, uh, former UCLA star for two years. But at this point, uh, he has slowed down. He can't guard me. Well, I guess he could guard me, but it would be t- it would be a 50-50 split here. He's not happy with Vogel not playing him in the fourth quarter. Well, I wouldn't play him at all the way he's playing. You know, if you go by the uh, numbers, the minutes, the positive and negatives, he's always, almost always a minus on uh, – Wednesday, uh, they lose the game to Milwaukee. And, of course, uh, and Tuesday, excuse me, they lose the game to Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee's one of the best two or three teams in the NBA, so that's uh, nothing to be shocked about. But then on uh, Thursday, on, on Wednesday night, they go up to Portland, and Portland is without McCollum. They, tra- they traded him away. And, of course, a couple of days earlier, of course, they made the deal with the Clippers. So uh, the uh, Blazers also without Lillard, but the Blazers just – Right now, bereft of talent uh, because of the trades and getting together and things like that. And again, the key again is the uh, abdominal problem with, with Lillard. But again, um, uh, so the Lakers uh, probably had a chance to win that game based on talent, even though Lakers can't guard anybody. Uh, they lose in the last few seconds, 107-105. And of course, uh, Westbrook did not play. They said he had a bad back, a uh, painful back, but you know and I know they held him out in case they could make a deal. They didn't want an injury to occur. So that's, uh, you know, the almost the truth of, on, on that. He didn't play because they wanted to deal him. But why would you deal for Westbrook? They've all seen that he can't guard anybody. And who's going to pay for his uh, salary? I mean, the Lakers would pick up some of it, but uh, uh, not going to pick it all up. And uh, It'd be for anybody. It would be a bad deal to pick up Russell Westbrook, in my humble opinion. But how about yours? Uh, uh, sportsfred at AO.com. Sportsfred at AO.com. Again, the trading deadline's over, unless you know so, something secretly happened right before, and they'll announce it uh, soon. We're taping this about four o'clock uh, Pacific time on Thursday afternoon. The trading deadline like four hours ago, so it should be that uh, we don't have any. Uh, uh, additional moves, but again, sometimes the NBA comes up with these 
a few hours later, and we'll find out that, hey, they were working on a final deal, so that would be okay. But anyways, uh, uh, big story again, the trading deadline, what Portland has done. Listen, I've lived in Portland for six months. It rained every day, nicest people on earth, but they are blazer nuts. What are they going to do the rest of this season? Would you show up? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they are now, they have no talent. None. I mean, Lillard may or may not. Uh, what reason would Lillard have to rush himself back? Like they're going to make the playoffs? Even if they've had more teams to the playoffs. Uh, Lillard's not coming back. You know that. He's a very smart guy. Also, the interesting thing is Lillard and McCollum, even though basically they play the same position, obviously Lillard more of the point guard, but still... They have become, over the years, a decade of friendship, one from Lehigh and, and one from Weber State, and uh, they are friendly. And I'm sure when they told Lillard that they were going to deal McCollum, Lillard was not happy. Now, Lillard's got a million businesses up there, but uh, and so he would, I don't think he wants to leave, but who knows? Uh, I don't know, you know, with uh, Oshie getting fired, the general manager and president, uh, a couple of months ago for, I think, uh, sexual harassment, something in that uh, uh, position. Um, this year has been a total downer for them, just like it has been for the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Clippers across town, I, I think the addition of Norman Powell is, uh, you couldn't rate it any higher. Here's a guy from UCLA. He's going to get 18, 19 points a game. He's going to play top-notch defense. And Covington, if you're going to resign him, he, he's the free agent after this year. He's a very talented ball player. He makes a lot of key shots. I've seen him make a lot of key shots in his NBA career. So from the Clippers' perspective, I think uh, they've added. And now the question is, next year, forget this year, but next year, if Leonard comes back healthy and if George comes back healthy, you keep Covington, you keep George, those four guys can be with, uh, you could rate them pretty highly against four guys of almost any club in the National Basketball Association. This is Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, and Dom's putting this show together because I wouldn't even know how to do a podcast on myself. Uh, no joke. There's two things in life I can't do, for sure. I'm very mathematical. I can count anything, multiply, divide my head like that, but two things I can't do. Can't sell anything, and I can't hammer a nail. Well, I guess three things, because any time I try to do a podcast, something screws up. But anyways... Um, Lakers and Clippers, uh, I think they're big stories with the trading deadline today, Thursday, as we're, as we're taping this at uh, 4.05 now. Uh, neither made any further deals. And, of course, I don't know what the Lakers have to deal. Uh, you can't deal Westbrook. And uh, you're not going to deal Davis. You're not going to deal LeBron. Who else is talented enough where somebody else might want him? I don't know if there's a whole slew of teams out there that would go in that direction. So... Uh, a lot of big trades in the NBA, though, really. I mean, it's uh, Portland that basically destroyed its roster until next season. Um, and again, the big one today on Thursday, Philadelphia, New Jersey. Harden has left New Jersey for Philly. And, of course, Simmons, who can't hit a free throw, but he's a very talented player, was at LSU. Now uh, leaving Philly and get the crowd off his back, going to New Jersey. So now you've got an injury-prone Kevin Durant, a part-time player who won't vax himself in uh, Kyra Irving and Simmons, who can't hit a free throw, but can do anything else. He can't shoot well from the outside, but uh, he can play great defense. He'll get you the ball if you're open. He's a very, very uh, uh, team-oriented type guy. I felt sorry for him. Obviously, of all the cities in America, 
Philly, Philadelphia, probably the roughest on players. You better play well if you're in Philadelphia. And uh, he missed the free throws in the playoffs. And uh, he's a young kid. I think, what, he's 22, 23 years of age, something like that. Uh, I felt sorry for him. I really did. Um, I love your email, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And, of course, this is Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on uh, pod clips around the nation. And, uh, okay, so that's pro basketball. In college basketball, UCLA, after a two-game losing streak, uh, faced USC Saturday night at Galen Center. And UCLA is going to be a slight favorite. The Trojans, uh, uh, splitting in Arizona after UCLA lost two in Arizona, come back on Tuesday night, and they knock off Pacific in a game where they trailed most of the way. But uh, uh, I think in the end here, um, UCLA is going to be a slight favorite. And I think Nick Cronin understands that he's got to play more guys. In that game uh, against Arizona State, the uh, triple overtime, uh, I think two guys, three, two or three guys played like 50 minutes of the 55. You can't do that if you've got talent, and this team does have talent. Jake Kyman scored 15 in a, in a game a couple weeks ago when uh, uh, Johnny Juzang couldn't play. Kyman's a talented athlete. Miles Johnson from Rutgers, very bright guy and a very talented uh, big guy. Big guy for UCLA. He's like 6'8", but I mean, that's the biggest they have. So I think he's got to get more uh, more uh, time on the court, too. I just think they got to play eight or nine guys. I would full court press and uh, see what the other teams can do. Now, USC, of course, very talented in its own right. And I think uh, Enfield's a better coach straight up than Nick Cronin. Nick Cronin. And by the way, let me say something else. In that lost Arizona State triple overtime last week, um, Cronin just jumped on a couple of his players screamed on national TV. I don't think an 18, a 19, a 20, and a 21-year-old kid deserve that. They're doing their best. Obviously, a coach in this case, his case, takes credit when they win, and he blames the kids when they lose. That doesn't make a good coach. I didn't like him when he started. I didn't necessarily like him when he was at Cincinnati. I think, uh, uh, again, uh, UCLA UCLA upper... uh, People made a mistake in signing him three years ago, uh, just as they made a mistake in uh, extending Chip Kelly. You still they can do better. You know, it's one of the uh, best and educational schools in America. Uh, no dummies are going to get in there, uh, unless, of course, you know Sam Gilbert a long time ago. But anyway, the point is, most of the people at UCLA are not stupid. They're bright kids, and... Uh, I don't know why you have to go to an extension on Chip Kelly and a Nick Cronin who can scream at the kids. Coach can do that, but you do it behind the scenes. You do it in the locker room. You do it during practice. I don't think you do it during the game, national television. I really don't. Speaking about that, um, on Tuesday, uh, Bill Walton was not doing the UCLA game against Stanford. In fact, Neither announcer was at Maples Pavilion in Northern California. They were doing it uh, virtually. They didn't tell you that. They never tell you that. But if they hadn't been, you'd see them on the sidelines and you could see their faces. So they were doing it virtually. Now, again, with this COVID, I think uh, it's a monetary advantage for networks uh, not to have to travel the guys. But uh, it's, and it's also a safe 
safer way to be, but from a uh, viewer perspective, you don't get the same, you don't get the same uh, work, you don't get the same knowledge if they were on the court, uh, next to the court. I, I, I would have to say that unequivocally. Agree, disagree, but again, I think uh, COVID takes priority. I think COVID should, uh, safety protocols uh, should win out here. And, uh, you know, we've lost 900, almost 900,000 people in this country and millions around the world. So it's just a basketball game, all things being equal. Anyways, UCLA SC, 7 o'clock, Galen Center on one of the ESPN channels on Saturday night. I think uh, the last time I checked, I think the Bruins were a slight favored. You get three points for being at home, so giving USC three. I think I saw three the other way. So they're saying UCLA is a, a six-point favorite on a neutral court. I don't know. I think it'll be a close game. We'll see what happens. So what do you think? UCLA, USC, email us, please, right here on this program. And uh, sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. And okay, it's time. Super Bowl time. Rams were four and a half. What opened it for? And then it went to four and a half. And now it's four again. I see the Rams winning 31-27, something in that range, right on the number. Um, I think the Rams, as good as Burrow is, if Stafford doesn't try some crazy passes from almost falling down, as he did a couple times this season, the Rams have plenty of ways to score. Nixon's a fine running back. Uh, uh, Mixon's a a fine running back for the Bengals. But uh, the Rams have a couple. And I think Akers... uh, Talented, and Michelle is talented, and I play Michelle more than he's played since Akers has come back. I am not a big Sean McVay fan. I think he tries to control things. I think he tries to take the credit again. Let's go back to Cronin, same circumstance. You know, when you get a job at 30 years of age, as uh, he did, McVay did, uh, it uh, sometimes goes to your head. And now you're 36, and you're still one of the younger coaches in the National Football League. Uh, and he almost lost the last couple games. Two games back against Tampa, of course, um, he played it close to the vest. If you play not to lose, many times in the NFL, you will lose. He played not to lose. And with the fumbles, additionally, Brady was able to get back and tie it at 27 until the field goal uh, won it for the Rams. Uh, Matt Gay, who's a fine field goal kicker. McPherson's a fine one, too. McPherson is not a free agent, and most field goal, field goal kickers... Uh, were free agents. Uh, they weren't drafted. McPherson was drafted in the fifth round, and uh, he's proven successful, certainly, for Cincinnati. But in the end, I see the Rams winning 31-27, 30-27, and that half a point may make the difference in the long run. Of course, I don't know if you can have a more exciting last two weeks, three weeks, as we've had the last six games in the playoffs in the National Football League. I have followed it since the age of five, and I don't remember any games as uh, exciting as the last six. I don't know if this one could be that exciting. I, the, the total is interesting. Most of my friends are going under. It's 48.5 or 49, the total. think it's going to go under. I don't. I think it's going to go over. And again, I got 30-27, 31-27. Who do you like? Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Hey, let's lock things up for the day. Dom, thank you very much. 
uh, of course, Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also, of course, heard on pod clips around the world. You can email me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know I get back to you. SportsFredAdale.com, SportsFredAdale.com. Until next time, go Rams, and uh, we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.